0: name is Amy Fairweiss. I was born in Berkeley, raised in San Jose. Both my parents are, uh, you know, were raised in poverty, but they got great jobs working in unions, and I was the first generation of my family to go to college. And really, my focus isn't on upward mobility, it's on impact ability, because I want to have impact on the system. And I think that, you know, the American dream thus far has been poised as, you know, how to succeed in the system. And, you know, my great-grandparents came here on one side from persecution from Hungary because they were Jewish and they moved to the United States and so they were just trying to survive the system. Um, My grandparents and my parents were trying to succeed in the system and then I have the ability, through the critical thinking skills that I learned in college, to be able to impact the system with the values that we have. And I went to UC Santa Cruz, as was mentioned, and while I was there, it wasn't enough for me to learn about race, class, and gender theory, which I really enjoyed, but I wanted to put it into action right away, and this gives you a sense of who I am. I did three independent studies while I was at UC Santa Cruz and won college commendations for them, one working at Planned Parenthood doing outreach and education internship, one uh, starting a media literacy program at the Boys and Girls Club, and one working with uh, low-income parents and trying to figure out how we can support uh, preschool affordability for uh, low-income families. And then I I did a lot of work in social service and direct service, education, research, public speaking. I moved to San Francisco in 2007 working in a company um, that was focused on sustainability strategy and I almost didn't take the job when I found out we'd be working with Walmart employees and executives around sustainability I didn't want to be part of a greenwashing effort but we actually had huge impact talking about the triple bottom line to employees which is people planet and equitable profit and then uh, went back to San Francisco State for a master's degree in organizational development while I was there started a program to connect nonprofit students in the graduate program with support for community-based organizations. It's now being offered for the third time this fall, so I initiated that. And then started a nonprofit called Neighbors Developing Divisadero in 2011. That's how I got my start in local politics because I was tired of just saying no and pushing back against development that was exclusive and profit-driven and displacing and part of gentrification. I wanted to say yes in my backyard to inclusive, culturally enriching and sustainable development, which I've devoted my life to over the last four years. Mm, okay. Thank you, Amy Weiss. <laughs> Francisco.
1: Okay, well, my name is Francisco Herrera. I've um, lived in, here in San Francisco almost about 30 years, raised my kids <laughs> actually one block from here. Uh, unfortunately, also seen a lot of art community kids die in these blocks. Because of lack of responsibility of of uh, our city government and uh, and the lack of co- appropriate funding, uh, in that process of working in the community with parents in schools, with day laborers, with cooperatives uh, of women engaging themselves, uh, we've actually been very successful in creating programs that have been funded in the past, some that are funded now. I'm I'm specifically thinking of a couple of years in the early 2000, where we were actually able to eliminate uh, shootings for almost two years due to appropriate funding and correct development work where we were able to fund programs that were directly assisting youth through after school programs, through midnight basketball, through the uh, Real Alternatives Program van that went straight out to points of uh, violence. And and so that these experiences have really taught me the, that the point of government really is citizen participation and really is to create a base of citizen participation. So along with the campaign of running and I call it walking for mayor, instead of running, mm-hmm. and and very specifically for the reason that when you walk, you actually feel with people, you actually smell, you actually sense the aromas. The relations are real, um, and and you create human connection and, and collaboration uh, as opposed to running like a chicken with your head cut off, which is what happens when investors take over city hall uh, as we're seeing today and so this campaign to to walk for mayor of san francisco is based on creating the points of, in common, like Diamond Dave says, the, finding the points in common that have to do with affordability, with affording not just the rent but healthy access to healthy food, access to quality education, access to good health, and creating health through the culture, through the arts and culture, through a living wage, through benefits, through right. making labor and workers have the right to organize to to really negotiate for good wages and those kinds of issues that we the communities are very interested in as opposed to what investors are here to do which is basically make a buck right and so this is the, the gist of our campaign. I'm originally from the border to, to our east of San Diego. Calexico, a compound word. Cal for California, Exico for Mexico. And on the Mexican side is Mexicali, which is the capital city of Baja California. A city of a million and a half, two, almost two million people. And so I'm here to work so that the wisdom of our communities come to City Hall and we can build a city together all right
2: Very nice. Very nice. thank you gracias, gracias.
3: thank you Francisco Herrera and now Stuart Shuffman
2: hello everybody uh my name is Stuart Shuffman I go by Broke Gas Stuart uh I've done a lot of things and have been a lot of different people um I'm an entertainer I guess at heart I'm a I've been a travel writer for a decade kind of paid to travel around the world and write about it um I'm a tv host I did that for a while um and I'm now a candidate for mayor, and it all kind of builds to this point. Um, part of what I am really, amongst all those things, is I am a people person. I understand people in a way that I don't, can't even describe, because I, I just, it's a sixth sense, I read people in a way that um, gives me a certain amount of access to the city where I walk into a place and I know the busboy, but I also know the owner and the guy who invested in the place. <laughs> And so through that I understand what San Franciscans are and and what they want and who they are, because I know all all aspects of it. Uh, I also grew up on the border and I also went to Santa Cruz, uh, so I'm I'm a Californian. Um, still make my way up the coast, I guess. Uh, in Santa Cruz, I learned a lot, you know, like critical theory, like Amy was talking about, and uh, it kind of um, pushed me in the direction of thinking towards uh, collectivism and um, rethinking what it means to be an American, and, and what the fuck we do with our money as a, as a country. And um, you know I think we're starting to see with uh, nationally, like with what's going on with Bernie and things we're doing locally, hopefully a watershed moment where we can really reshape the conversation of, of what it means to redistribute wealth. People are afraid of that, those words, and I think they think that we're just gonna take their money and give it to nobody. But I really think that we should build an entire different system where the wealth is distributed like this as opposed to like this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Well, and they actually have been redistributing wealth,
1: right? Upwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the wage theft.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Um, so when I and originally invited the three of you down here, I said let's because I know that many of you have asked Ed Lee to debate. Um, but so when I asked, since, since he's been kind of quiet on that front, uh, and I asked the three of you to come down, I said let's let's have let's have a candidate debate. And you said we don't want to debate. We want to we want to talk. We want to work okay. together. Thanks, Dave. Um, so. Um, one of the reasons why the three of you are here today is to talk about this kind of coalition that you formed. So, we're going to talk a little bit about ranked choice voting. So, in San Francisco, we have ranked choice voting for certain uh, certain city offices, including mayor. Um, in the last election, however, it was not employed. Um, so, basically, with ranked choice voting, it means that when you vote, your ballot will have three identical columns with all the names of the candidates in them, and you can mark your first, second, or third choice. Um, you don't have to. Vote vote for all three, but it can affect the power of your vote. So here's how it works. When the votes are counted, they count all the first choice votes. If one candidate has a majority of the vote, which is over 50%, that person is declared the winner. If no one has a majority of first choice votes, the the person with the lowest number of first choice votes is eliminated. However, Those ballots are counted again, this time counting the second choice votes and adding them to the total. So this process continues until one candidate has a majority uh, or everyone else has been eliminated. So basically, it's uh, essentially the system is to try to avoid costly and time-consuming runoff elections by automatically giving the voters alternative choices on one ballot. Um, So basically, if, if you try to vote for the same person twice, it'll only be counted once. Your second choice only counts if your first choice gets eliminated. And your third choice only counts if your second choice gets eliminated a bit complex, (laughs) but we're all all trying to figure out, we're all trying to understand this a little bit better. So I wanna put this to the candidates. Could you please explain how you're planning to use this political tool of ranked choice voting to unseat the incumbent mayor, Ed Lee?
0: Yeah, just to simplify it, vote one, two, three to replace Ed Lee. You have three candidates that are people-powered that have aligned together. So whatever order of your choice, you can put Amy Francisco Stewart, you can put Francisco Stewart Amy, you can put Stewart Francisco Amy. Whatever it is that you want, you can put three candidates on that ballot. And that means that we don't have to compete against each other. We can actually work together and align to get a people-powered person in office. And all of us want to work together no matter what the Outcome is in November. Even if Ed Lee does get reelected, which we're going to do our best to stop, uh, we want to work together for the future of the city. But if one of the three of us get elected, we will work together in some collaboration to be able to move the city forward.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, thanks. I think. Um, for I think it it's very important that Ed Lee does not get elected. And the, the, there's two things that I like about ranked choice voting. That's why I, I work personally, uh, and as, as so like so many people did in the past, to make it the way to, that we vote here in San Francisco. One, it gives the electorate more power. It gives us more power to be able to vote in different for different candidates. And two, it allows us to knock off this empire thinking the Emperor City Hall already has enough enough power that is unchecked. And so I think it, it is very important that at least not be elected and and that's why this one-two-three campaign is very important. We're not doing this as a symbolic thing, like, OK, we don't care if we win. Or no, each of us is running our campaign in a way to win. But we're saying it's more important that we as a citizenry of San Francisco stop the runaway housing market that the Ed Lee administration administration because Newsom started it, uh, Willie Willie Mayor Willie Brown started it really. He, and he said it plainly back then in the 90s. If you don't make $50,000 a year, you shouldn't live here. Is that right? Now it's 150000 Are you going to say that to a 50, 60 year old uh, person who's lived here 65, 85 year old Person who's lived in her building for 50 years if he, and is on fixed income, gave her life here, working here. Sorry, Mrs. Jones, if you don't make 50000 if you don't make 150000 a year, you don't deserve to live here. Is that what you're going to say to a veteran who gives his life to live, to work, to create the city? So, one, two, three is really important that we register and we vote in that, like just like Amy said, no matter which way. But it is important important that Ed Lee, the administration of Ed Lee, does not continue running havoc on our city.
2: Um, you know, the ranked choice voting is incredibly powerful. I, I think that I read that uh, Jean Quan, who is the mayor of Oakland, on um, her, her first round, got 11% of the vote. And she's mayor of Oakland now. So.
1: No, no, no. Jean Quan. Jean Quan
2: lost. Sorry, sorry. It was uh, whoever it was, and then this time around, uh, fuck it, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> well, No, but that's Jin why Kwan I said I only kind of read it. No, no. Jean Quan lost. You're right. Right, you're but uh, right. whoever it was, I think, he's got 11% of the vote and is now, you know, with ranked choice voting, is now the mayor of Oakland. So anything's possible, and I think that um, you know, like like you both are saying, what the Ed Lee regime has done is kind of broken all of our hearts. And uh, we're all trying to uh, put it back together.
0: And I just want to say, too, that there is so much excitement that I encounter when I'm campaigning. And I've heard the same from Francisco and Stuart. When people hear that there are opponents to Ed Lee, and they have not just one choice but three, and they're working to we're working together as a coalition, mm-hmm. that idea is so revolutionary to so many people that we're not competing, that we're actually working together to be able to lead the city. There's so much excitement about that, and there's so many people looking for an alternative to Ed Lee, and so we're really looking to the media to give us opportunities to get the message out there, and so very grateful to Mutiny Radio for leading the cause in that way.
2: Actually, I'd like to say something about that. It's been really harmful and hurtful for the people who are in the media, or even people who are in politics who have power, saying, oh, no one's running against Ed Lee. Mm -hmm. It's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. We all ponied up. We all we all got some money. We all got some signatures. We all put our heart and soul into this, into sticking up for our city. And for we you to say no one else is running that's disrespectful. Very disrespectful.
1: <laughs> well, that's what we switched the lyrics to. I give my heart to San. Yeah, I Go found ahead. my heart in San Francisco. Nice, <laughs> that's
3: good. We just had a comment from the audience saying, "I want a mayor that sings." Um, so, <laughs> I, it's it's great to have the three of you here, so that we can put this out. Um, sp- going around the internet on mutinyradio.fm and of course all the people who've come, been able to come down here today. So I want to take our first audience question. So I see that someone is standing over there. George is up there at the, at the public mic. So uh, if you want to ask your question and then candidates, you can field it.
4: My name is George Bracey and I have a two-fold question. It's policy related. So I would like to know, how would you impact or make a difference with the adversarial policies that are impacting the city today? And uh, being, uh, the, being knowing that there's a um, low vote, voter t- turnout in all these uh, impacted districts, how would you uh, um, overcome that challenge? Because that will be a challenge. It's, uh so, course, and then i applaud you for thinking outside the box and and combining you know your talents and your resources together to become one one one, one entity
2: first off thank you for uh being part of this and for asking the questions um i'm really working on my campaign a lot to get people to vote who don't normally vote um i'm doing that through what i do well which is humor um, I'm, you know, if, if you're just straight up politics all the time, people are going to get bored and stop paying attention. So I've been using uh, comedy and humor and um, alternative ways to get ideas across to get people to hey, there's something going on and I should care. Um, another thing that I'm doing is I'm starting to try to get myself booked at uh, tech companies. Um, I've, I'm currently booked uh, next month at Twilio and at Dropbox and hopefully a couple others because uh, my message is this and I want to say it over and over again is that this is san francisco we are very inclusive we want you here if you want to be here but if you're going to be here you have to be here you have to care you have to you have to be part of the city and not look at it just a place to make your nut and leave so thank you so so yeah that's my message i'm bringing to all these companies saying look you don't got to vote for me but the people who are in charge right now just look at you as as a tax bracket and not as people who who deserve to be part of a community. And we do community so fucking well in San Francisco. And I want to keep that up and I want these people to be part of our community. So.
1: In terms of, when you were saying adversarial policies, I, I, what the way I understood that really is that it's very divisive. Uh, what some of the companies are doing, creating the situations like with Prop F, uh, or I mean, the reason Prop F is on on the ballot is precisely because so much money has been pushed into the community to dis to divide the, our community. Uh, same with the people who are against prop i so much money has been in millions of dollars to really gouge the community so these two prop f prop i prop h are people based propositions that are that have been forced to get on the ballot because we've gone to the planning commission we've gone to the board of supervisors time and again to city hall to say we the citizens are the developers of this city and we have consistently found a close door at the Mayor's office, a thick wall at the Board of Supervisors, a sense of we don't care who you are. We are here to kick you out and that's our solution because there's a lot of millions of dollars that we can make. And so that's why that's why so many of us have come up now to say enough is enough this is a san francisco a community of communities and we are going to develop it as is benefit beneficial for our communities and like uh, like uh, stuart was saying sure investors are welcome to come uh, folks are welcome to come here and and try to to blend in and try to be a part of it but not at the expense of people who've created the city and find themselves being priced out, as they say. There ain't no free lunch, there ain't never been no free lunch, and there ain't no free market, excuse me.
0: (laughs) So I actually grew up in an atmosphere where I learned how to be a bridge between two very polarized entities, which were my parents. (laughs) Because my mom is a born-again Christian who is a Republican and watches Fox News. And my dad is a uh, Jewish Democrat who cried when The Daily Show ended recently, <laughs> and so they're still together. And you know, my my focus has been on how do we work together to align towards the greater good with these very different viewpoints. And so you know, that's something that I have been working on in my own spiritual practice and my practice as a leader for um, you know the last 20 or so years. And in San Francisco. You know, working in this field of neighborhood development, there are very different ideas about how to develop neighborhoods. And my focus through my nonprofit, Neighbors Developing Divisadero, has been to give people a voice by putting out these online surveys around issues that matter, whether it be around the development of a blighted theater or even the short-term rental legislation, aka Airbnb. I listen to people I uh, hear both sides, and that's what we should all be doing as leaders, is even if you disagree with what someone's saying, it's, it's good to have people be able to share their opinions in an open-ended forum so that you are, are held accountable to having to address those. And one of the issues right now that's very contentious in the city is the development of Balboa Reservoir, which is near CCSF. This has been a contested issue since Diane Feinstein was mayor. She tried to develop Balboa Reservoir for affordable housing back in the 80s and was unsuccessful because she wasn't taking into account the needs of CCSF and the surrounding community. Ed Lee has said that this is now available, this land is now available to be developed for affordable housing, but guess what? It's the same issues. So I've been to a couple of the community hearings and forums, and I put together a plan that addresses All the different needs, and because I feel like we can truly come together and address the needs of CCSF, the community, and our need for more affordable housing, and our need for more light industry and opportunities for um, economic opportunities and jobs that can connect with those needs and and ed lee has not come out as a leader and said hey guys i know this is a really challenging topic it's been something that you know people have had strong opinions on for years but i'm a you know we really need to work together i haven't seen him be a leader on it he just made the Mm -hmm. announcement that it's available and then he's out of there Mm -hmm. and he's leaving it to the planning department and now this whole process has dragged on it's already been almost a year and nothing's really happened there. All right, thank you. I see we have another question from our audience. Hi, my name is Magic, and first of all, I want
3: to thank you for modeling a new form of politics in which the issues are the most important. It's not pay to play, and you have the courage, and you're appearing at all the events. And we're actually seeing, I feel, a turning of the tide with stopping the beast on Bryant, the monster, in the mission. My question is that I don't know if a lot of people know that in California, the only county that has city and county as one is San Francisco. Francisco. And consequently, we virtually never see the mayor. He is
2: only formally there once a month with a prepared question. Speech. So would you be willing to work on changing that so that actually he is a part or she?
3: um, And would you be willing to work on changing that so that we stop having this shadow government where all of the big business meet with the mayor and if the Board of Supervisors has his... Uh, majority, we're we're disempowered. So I've, thank you.
2: I've actually got an, an idea for that. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, using the internet f- as a powerful tool, I would be interested in having it that so every meeting is live streamed. So mm-hmm. it's it's pure, purely clear, and like and even have like a professional legal advisor. Like, okay, this is what you. So is that thing that they just asked me legal or not? Fair. That way, you stay out of trouble. You keep shit on the up and up and anybody who wants to watch every meeting that you have it's open doors through the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that idea as well and I love the idea of actually having dialogue with the people at at the board of supervisors rather than these pre-scripted questions and answers that get put out there. And I, yeah, I do wonder when do we get access to Ed Lee? I actually got to meet him twice over <laughs> the last 2 months. The first question I asked him it was at National Night Out at Ella Hill Hutch about a month and a half ago and my first question to him was Mayor Ed Lee, you know, by the way, please come to my cakewalk event that we had in front of City Hall. He declined, but I said, do you support Jane Kim's Eviction Protection Act? And his question, his answer was to dodge it. And he said, did she finish writing that yet? And Mm -hmm. I said, she turned it into the land use committee a week and a half ago and the two neighbors that were standing behind me when he drove off in his car they said, he just dodged that question Mm. and I said, we're used to that, aren't we? And then I got to meet him again about a week and a half ago, it was at the second big rally um, where neighbors took over City Hall and he happened to be outside when I was going to get my bike and I went right up to him and shook his hand again and I said said, Mayor Lee, have you had a chance to take a stance on Eviction Protection Act? And this time, his response was, well, we're waiting to see if we can get sued. Wow. And he was the guy, remember, and and Magic, you, you love to talk about this. David Talbot wrote about mm-hmm. this in Season of the Witch where he said, I take pride in the fact that I could stop an eviction and, and draw it out for over a year if I wanted to. And here he is waiting. And so he's not only not leading on the issue that he's actively campaigning on this issue he's saying this is one of his number one issues in San Francisco eviction <laughs> protection not only is he not leading he's not paying attention he's standing on the sidelines and then so I I bypassed that and I said well what about a new idea where we could actually you know it's very scary when people get a three-day cure or quit notice or an eviction notice it's very scary because it's your home and all of a sudden you're being terrified because you might be out on the streets and so what if we actually bulked up our services so that the clock didn't start ticking on that 3 days unless a mediator who's trained in tenant law was able to go to the home of the tenant and suss out is this a real issue is it uh, is it fraudulent is it real cuz you know let's be real for the landlord's sake sometimes it is the uh, tenant's fault, but we should put the support services on the side of the tenants because there is an eviction and displacement crisis and this mayor is not treating it as such.
4: Hear, hear.
2: in fact, actually, the, the, if you look at statistics, the amount of Ellis Act evictions has been going down, and what's what's actually skyrocketing is gotcha evictions. Exactly. You know, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, no, and, and it comes down to the dictatorial state that exists with with the, the kind of power that the mayor has over the budget. So really, what needs to be created is really what are the areas that we have to give more power to the Board of Supervisors and in a way where we have more of a balanced sharing of power, checks and balances. Right now we have these last three mayors and presently Mayor Lee have allowed a group of investors to create a runaway housing market. And that needs to be stopped. It does not benefit us. And it's all done under this delusion of free market uh, politics, the, what I call the, the Monopoly game of the Milton Bradley Friedman School of Politics and Economics. <laughs> 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 the Monopoly. And so, and, but when monopolists get the privilege, in their mind, privilege becomes a right. So you have Prop F proponents yelling, it's not fair, it's too extreme. God, we're only asking that what New York already has, you know, what other major cities in the United States already have, what Prop F is proposing, but they yell it's too extreme because they're used to the backroom deal with a mayor that, be, that behaves like a... Like a like a dictator, like a good old King George. Hmm. And so it's time to unseat good old King George again. So see
5: him.
3: Send so away. Him. All right, I've got one write in question, and then we'll go over to the next audience question. So this was sent from a District 4 uh, voter. And the question is, Ed Lee states that when Super Bowl 50 is here, he will make sure there are no homeless people hanging around the Embarcadero where most of the action in the city will take place. Good luck. Since, since this will be a free event open to everyone, it will take some doing to accomplish this restriction. Do you think that this situation merits special attention given that the powers that be have been unable to deal with it on a citywide basis for a couple of decades? And in that same vein, what are your plans and thoughts regarding the constant state of homelessness in the city?
0: Oh, I'd love to take that one. So, for better or for worse, Ed Lee has made the Super Bowl a catalyst for change for homelessness. And I came up with the idea of the St. Francis Super Bowl Homelessness Challenge. The St. Francis Super Bowl Homelessness Challenge. I just spoke, uh, there was a, a Board of Supervisors hearing on the homelessness count recently and I I presented this idea to them. I went and talked with Jennifer Friedenbach, the executive director of the Coalition on Homelessness about this and I actually presented this to one of the policy directors of Google recently. Uh, We are the home of St. Francis, we are the home of Burning Man, we are the home of innovation. If we had, my, my proposition is this, There's a Cal Berkeley professor named uh, Nicholas de Moncho. I would ask everyone here to Google local code and you can find out he indexed all of the underutilized city owned properties in San Francisco from 2009 to 2011. He has a whole index and map of them. They're all over San Francisco. These are under freeways or in alleyways or small areas. And so what I'm calling for is to create transitional eco-villages where you have 10 to 20 people that get to set up, not an encampment, but a transitional eco-village with actual beautiful structures where we're supporting the mental health and giving people the opportunity to grow things as well. And so this would actually be a job creator for people who are underemployed, who have mental health training, as well as people who have gone through our permaculture courses in San Francisco, because we have a couple of really um, wonderful ones. And so if we had five million dollars, which is probably what they're gonna spend to push people out, but if we were able to use the Super Bowl as a catalyst to work together as a city and bring in Burning Man, I'm I'm going to be talking to someone from Burning Man soon, uh, you know, and I know a couple camps that are interested in this because what better place with the resources that people <laughs> go out to the playa and create these beautiful structures, and you know, there's someone who priced a these domes that are six hundred dollars and they take two hours to construct their personal living domes, and they have solar power and they have a window and a locking door six hundred dollars so if we had a couple million dollars we could get you know a couple thousand of these and get started but it has to have an infrastructural support I I would love to take this project on regardless of whether or not I become mayor the St. Francis Mm -hmm. Super Bowl homelessness challenge spread the word
1: There, there are many programs that the uh, Coalition on Homelessness, the San Francisco Tenants Union, the Department of Public Health, the Department of Mental Health Services are working tirelessly to respond to people who find themselves without a house. The Poor Magazine Homefulness Project has created tremendous projects. What is not happening here is the political will or the political care from the city hall administration to fund these programs. That's what needs to happen. Time for a
5: change.
2: Um, when I th- read that Ed Lee say that, said that, I just thought, "What a dumb motherfucker!" Like, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like. Y- like if, if this was like if, if Mark Leno or Tom Ammiano was in the race he wouldn't have done that it's just his arrogance it's permeating the whole thing where it's just like really it's just, it's one of the most glaring issues we have in San Francisco and your solution is just push them under the carpet just p- push them out of the way and so I think that if, if you know Amy's plan isn't if they're not able to get their shit together and do that I think us as citizens should should do something at least symbolically I'm in the process of putting out my bit of the platform about uh, homelessness, I'm doing a lot of research right now. And 70% of the homeless in San Francisco had, you, had San Francisco addresses before they were homeless. Mm-hmm. So these are our people. Mm-hmm. These, are our, these are San Franciscans. So I say that if they continue to say, we're gonna push these people out for this, just for the fucking Super Bowl, we all are gonna be out there. Be like, we're, we all, we're all homeless that day. We're all homeless those days. We're all in, their solid, in solidarity. Be like, you can't kick us all out of here.
1: Yeah, for people who have actually worked in, the, in this area of people without a house, it's a long road to homelessness. It's, it's a very long road to homelessness.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you for your thoughtful responses, and I'm sure the write-in uh, voter is very pleased to have your responses. <laughs> Thank you. And now, um, back to our audience. We've got another Josh member Wolf. over at the public mic.
6: Hey, my name is Josh Wolfe. In disclosure, I've helped with uh, both Francisco's campaign and Amy's a bit, so I wanted to to, to be sure people know that. And part of what I worked with with Amy's campaign was was exploring uh, Democracy OS. And it seemed like bringing direct democracy into San Francisco would be a powerful tool. However, last night when I came across a story about Macopen Plaza, which is sort of similar to this mm-hmm. previous question with the pushing the homeless out for the Super Bowl, um, I read quite dishearteningly that, that Jane Kim herself, Supervisor Jane Kim herself, has acknowledged that there should be a fence put around uh, this open plaza over by 14th and Market because that is what the residents nearby want. And so not only is the city changing in both physical ways and, and all sorts of business ways, but the people and what they value are changing. And I'm no longer confident that a majority of the people of this city actually embrace uh, what we think of as San Francisco values. So what can be done to sort of reverse that shift and take the new people coming? I know Stuart talked about this a little bit with his meetings at the Stardust. But what can be done to sort of embrace our uh, our new inhabitants and sort of help with the paradigm shift so that we continue to invoke those San Francisco values and hold them dear? Thanks.
2: Um, I'd li- I mean, I'm, I, I said this earlier when we were in there, but I'm looking at this entire campaign running uh, for mayor as one giant media campaign because it's it's a way you can influence people's thoughts by uh, getting to them through their funny bones and whatnot. And so I'm really, like I said, trying to get into uh, these offices to talk to people. But I think like, you know, with Dolores Park, we've we've had a problem with Dolores Park where it's like, you know, people trashing it. So I wanted to start a, uh, you know, a campaign that said don't be a fucking asshole in Dolores Park. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, talk to them how they understand it. Don't be an asshole, clean your shit up. And I think that there's a way that you, I mean, you don't have to use, you know, foul language all the time like I do, but I think that like, there's a similar, a similar campaign that can be done with like how to be a San Franciscan, how to be part, how to be part of the community, and we can do a campaign whether it's fucking bombing stickers around town, you know, or or getting a billboard or doing something, but like or just doing an email thing. But like we have to get people to care about being here, and I think that we we have to use the the means of production that these people are using as well. So.
0: Yeah, we have to be here now, you know, live here, love here, vote here, add to the culture of the place that you're at. One of the things that really influenced me in getting a sense of the place that I moved into when I moved into my neighborhood that was uh, north of the Panhandle near Divisadero is I decided to do a research project about my neighborhood. And so I would like to see more of that kind of educational, but fun and engaging history projects where people, you know, when people are moving into places like, oh, well, learn about the history of where you're at. And so when I learned about my history, I learned that it was neighbors who uh, really pushed for the panhandle not to have a freeway over it because Mm -hmm. that almost happened, but it was Tens of thousands of neighbors that pushed against that, and that was a six-to-five vote at the board of supervisors. We almost had a uh, freeway over the the um, panhandle, and then to learn about the Harlem of the West uh, era of the Western Edition and the African American community that moved in. And unfortunately, there was a displacement of Japanese Americans during World War II. But African American community moved in to those empty spaces and built up a vibrant culture that was really the epicenter of culture in San Francisco for a while until it was destroyed through redevelopment. And so when you have the history of the place that you live, you actually start to feel like you're part of it and you can point it out to people and then you realize it's not just about learning history, it's about making history and realizing you're a part of it. So as mayor, I would be pushing for people to learn the history of this place that they've moved into and to feel like they're active participants in making history
1: yeah I think for me it's um, especially because a lot of people from outside San Francisco listen to this wonderful program Mut- and mutiny radio um, you people can actually help us uh, by identifying any friend and that they have who lives in San Francisco and calling I heard this program on the radio and Vote one, two, three to replace Ed Lee. And I think that's a very important piece because what we need is we need our citizenry here who can register to register and vote. We have exactly a month left that people can register. And we've had too much of this attitude that. Who cares? It's not going to make a difference. It does make a difference. It's made a tremendous difference that only 130,000 people voted in the race of Avalos and Mr. Lee. And the difference is that we're all getting kicked out of here. So it does make a difference. If you do not participate, it makes a negative difference. If you participate, it makes a positive difference. Uh, and going to the piece that that uh, Josh was mentioning, where where democracy or the a larger majority. Uh, uh, have that participate and destroy the actual values of caring, of support, of breaking down neighborhood because people don't know each other anymore. I do think that there's enough programs, I go back to that piece, there's a lot of cultural program, there's a lot of neighborhood programming, there's a lot of neighbors that are out there. We don't have the political will from the leadership to fund those programs, to support those programs, these attitudes of, of neighborhood support. So what gets created is a cynicism, and what gets created is you bring all these new, new folks who don't care about San Francisco because they have no history here. So we do need to, you, to have a leadership at City Hall that has the political will to nourish the values of San Francisco.
3: Yeah. Thank you. All right. And we just have about just about five more minutes so a real quick question one more quick okay
1: question. the boy
5: diamond dave here the co-host with valerie of the show which is coming up almost immediately called the common thread collective in fact the few musicians So you're all the way from chile so hang on in hang on out cast what i net. see happening yeah, you have a right and we cast that wide net find that common thread. Let life flourish and say don't Don't panic, panic. keep it organic. organic. But also want to say the past shakes hands with with the future through the now, right now. I also want to say let's get on the same page, get out of the box, They push us in and put us in and push the envelope of social, cultural and political change. I also want to say here we be as you see. This be our first forum in this hour. We be a voice of what's going on. Mutiny Radio, the Common Thread Collective, I want to thank you guys for coming and what's coming at what we're thinking of the next forum first we've had a growing group of coalitions as we're here in the mission and now citywide if you're on the steps of City Hall and I saw you there on the 10th where the Chinese cultural circle the Chinese Progressive Association many other coalitions coming from around the city now we have a group of propositions I want to say this should be our next candidate our next election forum of a group of propositions, and I want to invite you guys back. So glad you're here. Prop A, Prop D, Prop F, Prop I, which is a moratorium in the mission. So many others. We want to be right here as a voice of what's going on, live and podcasted here. So I want to put that out there. As our next step, we'll have the next election. The next election forum. We'll bring in those propositions that we need to get elected, uh, that we need to get passed, so that to be part of this people's campaign. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. sir.
1: Yep. We've uh, the way we're running this campaign is. Uh, uh to create a peoplescampaign.net that will continue after November 3rd. What we need to create is a citywide alliance of concerned neighbors that will make the difference in San Francisco. Very similar to what Jesse Jackson did with the push rainbow coalition uh, to create the, the reality that it's not just about electoral politics. That is the very least what it's actually about. It's about citizens papers or no papers, I'm not talking about immigration status here. I'm talking about people who live in the city, getting together across party lines, across sector lines, and that's why we have to come together to create a movement of people that will say, this is what this city is about. So okay. Community Congress is good. A community Planning f- uh, Commission is also a very good step.
0: Can I mention one thing? Yeah. SCIU 1021 represents The city workers, the educators, the nurses, the nonprofit workers. There are tens and tens of thousands of people in San Francisco. They have said no to Ed Lee and they have said yes to Francisco and my campaign. And that is a huge thing to have the workers of San Francisco saying that we don't want this incumbent mayor anymore. Thank you. Again, you're listening
3: to Women's Magazine on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, we've been talking with three mayoral candidates, Amy Farrah Weiss, Francisco Herrera, and Stuart Shuffman. Um As we wrap up, could you uh, kind of briefly let people know how they can find out more information about you and your campaigns uh, for mayor of San Francisco? And any events that are coming up, feel free to make a quick announcement.
0: Sure. So my uh, website is thinktwicevotewise.com. You can also go onto Facebook and look for Vote One Two Three to replace Ed Lee, and we'll be happy to add you to the group and keep you informed. I have an event uh, that I'm putting together that I've invited Stuart and Francisco to, and and I think Stuart can make it. I'm not sure about Francisco on the the 30th, which is Wednesday at El Rio, and there was just a powerful event last night around Soma development. And at the end, uh, the people started to do a filibuster, and they said, you know, who are you planning for? Who are you planning for? And so the name of this event at El Rio on the 30th is who are we planning for? Yes on Prop I, yes on inclusive development. And we're gonna talk about the policies and how we could move forward as a people to develop our city.
2: Yeah. Um. If you want to find out more about what I'm doing, you can go to BrokeAssMayor.com um, because I go by BrokeAssStewart. You can also follow me on Facebook, BrokeAssStewart.com um, We're having a party tomorrow at El Rio. It's a fundraiser for myself and Tom Temprano. He's running for City College Board and it's a joint fundraiser and we have uh, uh, f- five or six bands and DJs including um, John from Pansy Division. He's DJing and um, it's just going to be a really good time and I'll just remember and spread the word. Vote one, two, three to replace Edley.
1: Yeah, and uh, for, for Francisco, uh, you could come to my, my Facebook page, it's Francisco Herrera for Mayor Facebook and uh, in, internet you could go to peoplescampaign.net, peoplescampaign.net. Uh, thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you and um before we wrap up uh, we're going to end the we're going to end the show with francisco we're going to play your campaign song all right. so i wonder if you could uh kind of briefly introduce the campaign song that you that have Weaver, the, it's the um it's going to take us all where you're singing with John F. and Spanish oh, at you the end, play it? yeah,
1: we're gonna play it. Right. You want to talk? Well, you know, no, it's it's very much exactly what all of us are talking about. It's it's gonna it's we gotta look beyond our parochial, small community vision, and we we are a beautiful city of communities, but we gotta look beyond that. We really have to go across party lines. We gotta cross. Uh, sector lines, we got across ethnic and religious lines. We are the people of this city. The investors have one thing in mind, and this is what it is. They want to make Manhattan of the West out of San Francisco. Skyscrapers from downtown to Daly City, skyscrapers from downtown to Ocean Beach, and across all the way to San Francisco State. That is their plan, ladies and gentlemen. It is not regular politics. They are out to kick us out. So the only way we can hold this uh, first step, we got. We've got to stop that Ad Lee administration, which has opened the doors to a runaway, irresponsible market that does not serve us. And number two, we've got to look beyond our, our, own, our own small thinking. We've got to really cross, cross a party lines and really cr- create a people's campaign. No politics as usual.
3: Thank you for introducing the song we're going to hear next. So I want to thank everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating in this mayoral candidate forum. I'm Global Val, and I want to thank the candidates and the public for coming down to Mutiny Radio today, as well as my co-producer for the day's show, Roman Reimer, who interviewed the candidates today on his show, The Weekly Review, just before this one. So you'll be able to download the podcasts and, of and a this show, uh, Women's Magazine with Global Val, Fridays 2 to 3 p.m., and also The Weekly Review with Roman, Fridays 12 to 2 p.m. on Mutiny
1: Radio Dot FM. You had a quick thing? And a shout out to B- Bill Morgan with Lo- Labor and Love on 10 a.m. Yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, Bill Morgan, he came through.
3: <laughs>
4: tomorrow, we got this dollar All right,
1: dollar. yes. Well, be- well, we're gonna be coming up next
3: with the Common Thread Collective. Lots of time and, and opportunity to talk about what's happening in the neighborhood and around the city and around the planet. I'm Global Val, and remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, mm-hmm. That inspiration is contagious. Home. Peace and thank you from San Francisco.
7: We need the Buddhists and the Baptists, Quakers and Catholics, too, atheists and agnostics. Muslims and Jews We need people Of all nations All colors and all creeds put an end to war now Put an end to greed Gonna take us all To make a change Take us all To win the peace Gonna take us all In the streets it's gonna take us all We need the immigrants and the unions The greens and the gays Hip-hoppers and beebopers, And women for equal pay Farm workers out in the snow The, of the world that is humane Gonna take us all to make a change Take us all to win the peace Gonna take us all in the streets Gonna take us all Gonna take us all And your neighbors, poets and the painters, the socialists and the anarchists, the pacifists and the humanists. Every culture and community takes black and white and brown. At times we won't see eye to eye, but we stand all in the streets Gonna take us all The on the road, See, no, place to lay their head. Donde descansa. If si there were one, would be cause to wonder.
0: of women men and young people worldwide for nearly 100 years planned parenthood has promoted a common sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed independent decisions about health sex and family planning please visit PlannedParenthood.org. this public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at mutiny radio in san francisco
3: The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time, or to make a donation, or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This pub- Hello, that was a public service announcement, but that was recorded, and now this is live. It is Friday, October 2nd, Global Val here. Thanks for tuning in to MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, if you were listening to the podcast that we were playing just before this, it was from September 18th, Women's Magazine, uh, where we had three of the alternative candidates for San Francisco mayor. We had Amy Fairweiss, Francisco Herrera, and broke Stuart Schuffman, and... Um, and they, th- we had a nice uh, public forum here to uh, let the public get to know some of these candidates and uh, know that there are alternatives to Mayor Ed Lee. So I'm going to play a little music for you. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with the Common Thread Collective. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's a beautiful hot day here in the Mission District. So let's see what we've got here in terms of some music Hmm hold on hold that thought take this opportunity to take a moment and take a few deep breaths we won't call it dead air we'll tell ta- we'll call it air to breathe ah. And of course, if you're looking for something to do today, I know if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, you're doing the right thing already. However, it is hardly strictly bluegrass. That means there is three, count them, one, two, three, it's starting today, three days of free music in Golden Gate Park all day long. So again, if you're at home listening to us, maybe you're just cruising around and get your earphones on, maybe you're already riding your bike to the park but get on out there and enjoy some free music in san francisco that's what it's all about folks so here's a little music and we'll be back in just a couple minutes to start the common thread collective peace